Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast. It's where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And get ready for, you know, a little bit of sad talk here, but we're going to try to keep it happy because, uh, you know, I got an emergency uh, thing was announced this week, so I had to get Craig Needles on. Craig Needles, the senior bachelor is finally going to be announced. Coming this fall. All right. Coming this fall, baby. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, We're here to talk Leafs and postmortems and, and whatnot, and we'll we'll uh, talk about uh, the conference finals, probably Arizona, maybe even sneak in a little Guardians of the Galaxy three talk at the end. But uh, uh, yeah, here we are. So round two is over. It officially kicks off tomorrow night. Uh, I should say I'm your host as always. Matt Pearson, Craig Needles is here with me. I just I kind of skipped over that for my bad bachelor joke earlier there. But what are you gonna do? Um, we got four teams left, none of which kind of do it for me. Uh, it is what it is. It's just uh, the, they, they just decided it's going to be one of those weird years, and we're not going to actually have any of the good teams playing in the Final Four. What do you feel about that, Craig? Well, I uh, I picked the Vegas Golden Knights to win the Western Conference on this podcast before the Fair. Podcast. Yeah, that's fair very much. I know. I'm, I'm doing a disservice to uh, ah, three of the four teams, two and a half of the four teams, I guess, maybe. Yeah, because Carolina being good, I don't think... like the, the only thing that's surprising about Carolina being here is they had a bunch of guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had told me in March Carolina is going to be one of the last four teams, I would have been 0% surprised. That's true. Uh, and you know what? Like, I'm, I, Obviously, I'm a little bit upset about Dallas being there, but Dallas... That was such a weird series for me, the Dallas-Seattle uh, uh, series, because I was just like, God, I hate both of these teams. And, like, uh, and, and then... And we talked about sort of what happened with the Avalanche season, but like, yeah, should, should anyone be surprised that of the teams that were in the Central Division, Dallas was the one that got to this point? I don't think so necessarily. Yeah, no. Other than Me other than the Avs just being just decimated by everything, that no, yeah, sure. Dallas being yeah, there is no, not surprised. Dallas team is pretty good. They've, they've mm. gotten to this point despite the fact that some of their offensive stars have not played particularly well. Yeah. Um. Or at the very least, they haven't put the puck in them. They've played well, but they just haven't had the goals go in. Jason Robertson has two goals in his playoff run. Uh, yeah, and Dallas remains where they are. Uh, yeah, I think the Stars are just good. I think the Stars are just good. And uh, I think they're going to lose the series they're about to play in, but I think the Stars are good. Interesting. Okay, well, do you want to talk about that before we get to Leafs postmortem? We can just do uh, sure. uh, the conference talk finals and just and just kind of we, – we we, we'll rotate around and then kind of do conference finals. So Dallas beats Seattle, so let's talk about Seattle. Um, Dallas wins in seven. I saw a, a stat that said that was the first time the Dallas Stars have beat some a team not named the Colorado Avalanche in a game seven in my lifetime, and I was just like – yeah, I didn't wow. care for that. Yeah, I didn't care for that stat. Yeah, Dallas has beaten the Avs three times, I think, in uh, in Game Seven. Uh, which is... consecutive when the when the Stars went to Cup Final consecutive years in ninety nine two thousand. I know they beat Colorado in a Game Seven both those years. So yeah, yeah and then yeah. they got Colorado Game Seven the year they got to the Cup Final in twenty twenty um twenty twenty as well. So, yeah, yeah, in the bubble year for sure. Yeah, that was when yeah again the Avs were down to their fourth string goaltender or whatever in that series, and then Dallas is up three one, and the Avs forced the Game Seven, and uh, that sucked because uh, uh, was it Nemestikov I think scored to put the Avs up four three with about two and a half minutes left, and the Avs only held on to that lead for about 20 seconds, because then, fine, I forget who, I think it was, uh, was it the Hamburglar who was in net for the Avs in that series, because they were down to their fourth stringer? It might have been, I don't know. I've tried to block most of that out of my head, obviously. But yeah, first time Dallas beat, uh, I mean, it's painfully obvious at this moment that the Avalanche, like, uh, in 2001, we all said to the hockey gods, we said, please, please, we'll never ask for another Game 7. And the uh, hockey gods said, 
No, okay. <laughs> and uh, they're following through on that promise. And you know what? Totally worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> like, we needed that Game 7 to get Borka's Cup, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Dallas beats Seattle. Uh, where do you see Seattle uh, finishing next year? Because, like, I could absolutely see the Seattle Kraken, uh, depending on if they do anything with their goaltending in the offseason. This little run by Grubauer here, uh, I think, hilariously could backfire on them because they might think he's actually good again. And if he goes back to being the last two years, Grubauer, I could see the Seattle Kraken missing the playoffs again due to goaltending weighing well, them down. They just made the playoffs with Grubauer playing poorly, though. That's Even true. Even if they get 2022, 20, Grubauer over again, mm-hmm. they can be good to make the playoffs. Now, what, what made Seattle good was their depth at four. The fact that they had four lines that were really effective and really good. And if we look over to the forwards here, they have but one unrestricted free agent, Ryan Donato, mm-hmm. who wasn't really stirring the drink. Everybody else is back and signed and good to go. And if we look at their cap sheet, it's not like they, 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 they've got a couple of RFAs that are going to be interesting negotiations, but it's not like they're going to have to break the bank for anybody. So maybe one or two guys go but I don't think they're going to have to go crazy. And even that uh, Junis Donskoy is going to be, you would think, either on his way out or not accounting for a 3.9 cap hit this season. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe they have to do some shuffling. That ended up being... That was a guy that got from the the avalanche. I didn't didn't see that coming from Donskoy at all. Yeah, if you look back at Colorado's... Well, there's a lot of injuries there. Uh, But if you look back at Colorado's exposed lifts in that draft, there wasn't exactly... uh, a guy that was an obvious swing and a miss. You know no, I mean? no, it made sense for no, it made sense for them to take Donskoy, and I thought it was, uh, and I remember being upset about that at the time because I loved uh, what Donskoy brought to the Abs as far as depth and whatnot. I just, yeah, I mean, it's been injury plagued, and even when he's been on the ice for the uh, for the Kraken, it just hasn't, yeah. it just hasn't worked. Out. I just didn't see that coming the, the way it's gone. I, like, it's yeah. basically been worst case oh, scenario for yeah, him in Seattle. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, doesn't play this year because he's been hurt, and that's, you know, that's not what you want. Uh, but they basically have the entire, other than Carson Soucy, everyone is back that was mm. significant. So they can just run, and they can be a 95-point team again. Plus, you you build in, you would think, some improvement from Matty Beneers. You would think, like, are we going to get some Shane Wright this season? And what kind of role is he going to have? A full season of Tolvanen? Like, I still don't understand how... Seattle got Tolvin on waivers. He never should have lasted as long as he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that they would be a more likely than not playoff team in the Western Conference. Obviously, injuries put things up in the air. But uh, who in the West that didn't make the playoffs Calgary. this past season? Yeah, there's one. That's, <laughs> that's probably a good one. Calgary. Um, so <laughs> that's the one. one. Right? But yeah. and, and then that, uh, that's a, a double-edged sword mm. as far as there hypothetically be multiple teams that could drop out. And hey, Columbus probably thinks they're making... Oh, sorry, Columbus in the Eastern Conference. But uh, there, there are some other teams that probably think they're they're making the play. Like Nashville might think they're making the play, depending on how they go about this offseason. I know they, they traded some guys off, but they have some room to do some things. Um, St. Louis might think they're making the playoffs, depending on how this offseason goes. Yeah, so I was going to say, I, I could, I could but, like, see the are we Blues sure bouncing back. back in the playoffs? Are we sure we're yeah. getting back in the playoffs? That's fair. That's a fair one. Who knows what that? Who knows what that roster looks like next year? Mm-hmm. Could be anything. Like I, like barring a serious injury to their big guys, I think Edmonton's for sure, and I think Dallas is for sure, and I think Colorado 
likely bounces back here. But there's going to be a bunch of teams in the West that are pretty solid, and I think Seattle's going to be one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Like, are we um, sure Minnesota's making the next year? Are we sure about Minnesota making true. the True. Oh boy, Minnesota's a tragic mess. Because they always the, somehow the do, South and it's cap- so boring and awful and a waste of everyone's time. The salary cap purgatory goes up by three. Yeah, it is. The salary cap purgatory goes up a million dollars this summer. Mm-hmm. It's three million dollars more for those buyouts, right? Like that just it's just it's going to get harder. It's going to get harder for them. Mm-hmm. Vegas eliminates the Edmonton Oilers in six. And uh, you're not going to believe this, Craig, but uh, bad goaltending and mediocre defense sink the Oilers. Can you believe that? Did you yeah, have that on your brain? Yeah, shocking. shocking. So shocking. Did you have that on your brain? Um, I did not. Like, after the regular seasons they had, and, and Skinner was, was had you know moments in the King series, but after the regular seasons they had, the fact that Campbell was their reliable option in the playoffs, and Campbell was really good. Both like, If mm-hmm. anything, I think there should be from Oilers fans as far as like Campbell should have got game start? yeah Campbell should have got uh, game five probably yeah, yeah. Like, may, maybe Campbell game got... four definitely game five yeah yeah there, so there's that now you know dry saddle scoring dried up at the worst time now that of course could be related to the fact that Alex Petrangelo <laughs> tried to break his fist bunch of um, bullshit but... that was like that was other than what yeah. Everly did like it's, it's weird that like there's a two handed like a, a purposeful two handed chop by Petrolangelo that led to a, a a one-game suspension, and it's the, I don't know what, the third most egregious move that the Department of Player Safety has made this uh, this postseason. The, uh, Everly not getting suspended for at all for his Claude Lemieux impression is baffling to me. Um, Keegan Colasar got nothing in this exact same series for... Uh, for a, a gross boarding penalty in that was in game five, right? And Andrew Kane uh, pummeling Keegan Colasaw when he was on the ice. Got yeah, out. that that should have been something for sure. But I mean that that <laughs> I mean I know I, I shouldn't get on my uh, I, I should not just erase everything I just said by saying hey Keegan Colasaw kind of deserved that pummeling. But uh, yeah, you can't do what well, you can't do what Kane was- did. That was the Euler fan defense was this, yeah. you know, you earned after this happened, which like mm-hmm. that happened before it, it, he did the thing it, to, uh, yeah. to echo home too. Like safety was doing their jobs and then that wouldn't have to go that way. But. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I don't know. It, it, it just, the NHL is such a joke fucking league compared to the other four. And they will be until we finally start getting some of these old dinosaurs out and this of the is, front this office, is, right? Like it's it's just got to uh, well, stop. Front, but it's, it's, it's ownership groups. That's part of yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Players Association. The Players Association earned some of this. Mm-hmm. They absolutely. Uh, they own some for sure. But just and this is the comparison I make. Can you imagine a world where a defensive player in the NFL deliberately tries to inter, inter, injure Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? Like it's obvious. It's deliberate. It's mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. It, they the do, NFL, like, an alligator roll or some nonsense, yeah. Yeah, and the NFL kind of, like, you know, barely does anything about it. Like, mm-hmm. like I just, that just that would never happen. No. That would never happen. Because the NFL knows that, oh, yeah, those big guys are the meal ticket. Those That's why people watch us. That's not how the NHL feels about things. They, they, do, they do what they can to make the life of those important players as difficult as possible. That's how the NHL is run. So if you're the Oilers, where do you go from here? What is the offseason? What do you think the offseason looks like from the Oilers? Because uh, I really like the Ekholm deal. I like the the Ekholm deal is good, but other than that, they're still paying like 
guys like Cody CC, they're still paying uh, uh, Darnell Nurse way too much money. That 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 Darnell Nurse contract well, nurse, is, is the nurse thing lasts for all eternity. Oh, it's uh, and terrible, there's you terrible can... deal. Uh, and yeah, they they, so they the situation. Yeah, and they still got to figure out this goaltending thing. So so I don't know what 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 happens well, with because yeah, uh, you have you have no flexibility this summer if you're Edmonton. Unless yeah, you're just unless you're removing guys. But yeah. you just don't have a lot going for you, and you have to do a new deal for Costin, who was really nice for them actually this season. Yeah, no, so I have no idea what that deal looks like, and I don't. I don't think it's going to be expensive. I'm just saying that you do have to new, do a new deal. You have to do a new deal for Ryan McLeod, and you know, there's so you're you're going to have to like remake your bottom six. But that's basically all you can do unless you're doing some major surgery somewhere else on the roster. The, the big deal they have to figure out is Evan Bouchard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that contract look like? That'll be the big one. You think they lose him this offseason? Or... No, no, they don't lose him. They've, they've got – and does he have Arbright's uh, – no, he doesn't. So he doesn't even have Arbright. So they're going to be able to find a deal with him. The question is, if you were a team that wanted to be building sort of something long-term here, you'd want to get Bouchard locked up for a long-term deal and you have, you pay a little more now to pay a lot less later is what you would want to do. But Edmonton does not have the pay a little more now option, right? Like it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not an option for them. They are they're out so, of bridge deals. So they, they, they have got uh 77 and a half million dollars committed for next season. So they've got a little bit less than $6 million in cap space. Um, so you can do a little bit, but again, that little bit less than $6 million in cap space basically has to buy you um, four bottom six forwards. So like, that's not a lot of cash to play with. It's not a lot of cash to play with. So you've got to basically do most of your bottom six and get Bouchard contract done for that money. So I don't know who it is that you would get to come off the books if you're looking for more flexibility. CC would be tough to move. Kulak, I don't know how much that helps you. I like Kulak as a player. Um, you basically did this summer's free agent shopping when you went out and got Ekholm. That's that's what they did. So their flexibility is limited. And even if you look at the forwards that they've got on the roster, they've given out no movement clauses to McDavid, Drysaddle, which is fine. Of course you do that. Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Kane. So, like, they may not even be able to move some of these guys, even if they wanted to redo things. Now, if I were them, I don't think I'd go too crazy. I think that the team is is, is pretty decent. They, um, you, you figure out the goaltending thing. I don't know how you do that necessarily, but you figure out the goaltending thing and go from there. Uh, Campbell, you're likely stuck with, barring something bizarre happening. But year one of that I, deal. I, year one yeah, just finished. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that deal has four years left, and that he's thirty-one years old. Um, but I, but if I were them, I just say, you know what, we're just going to try it again with this group, remake the bottom six a little bit, and see what happens. Uh, the difference between this year's Oilers and previous iterations is they did not just get absolutely demolished when the two big guys weren't on the ice. They were somewhat competitive. So hopefully, for the sake of the Oilers, you want to keep that going. Yeah, it just seems like it's going to be more of the same from the Oilers when we're on this podcast next year. Here's the thing. Right? Maybe, but, like, so they made some mistakes, I, I think, with some of the deals on defense and in goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I did but, like the Ekholm move, though. I did that. I did think yeah, that Ekholm, was... Ekholm was, was good. Yeah. move was good. But they gave too much money. They gave CC too much term. Um, and they obviously should not have done the Campbell thing. And I could have told you that at the time. And I was glad the Leafs didn't do it. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure we did <laughs> say that on this podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, we did say that on this <laughs> podcast. Um, but those deals are essentially inescapable at this point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do about those deals. They're, yeah, it's, they're done. Yeah, we're you just going to be... Out of, so run it back and hope that Connor and Leon have a heater. Yeah, that's basically it. We're going to be back here in 10 months talking about, hey, can the Oilers guy, can their, their big two stay hot and get enough from the bottom to ride it all the way to a cup? And we'll see if that ever happens, I guess. I mean, so far it hasn't. They got to a... Uh, they got to a conference finals once where they were promptly sat down but uh you know it, it maybe maybe things break there because they had some tough matchups right like the like the kings were tougher than people sure. were giving them credit for and then vegas could win the whole freaking thing right so yeah, yeah. It, I, I and so i just like to, to me everyone's like oh what do the others do how do they uh, how do the others change this or how do they, uh, like so there's a couple like maybe you trade yamamoto maybe you trade fogel uh, there's there's something you can do to sort of shift around but as far as the big contracts go, guys making $5 million or more per year. Campbell, not going anywhere. Can't move him. Ekholm is good. You want him to stick around anyway. Nurse, not movable. Mm-hmm. Can't be done. Kane, maybe, if you really wanted to. He's got a, he's got a no move. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, you committed to him. He gave you a discount uh, in exchange for a seven-year deal. He's, he's not the guy that's going. Hyman... Maybe, but again, he's been mostly good for that contract. I think that contract yeah. may age poorly. It, yeah. you, you want to get out of it, but he's got a full no move. I don't know if that's how it's going to go. And then the other two guys are dry saddle and McDavid. I don't think trading them is a good idea. So I just don't know, even if you wanted to do major surgery on this other roster, how you would do it. Yeah, it just is what it is. And we'll just be back here next year and we'll see if they can uh, yeah. they go on and a hater. If you, yeah. if the, honestly, if the plan is we've got McDavid, we've got dry saddle. Maybe things go okay for us. Look at the look at the goalies mm-hmm. that are in the last four goalies Ugh. in the National Hockey League this year. God, other than Ottinger, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Mm. So you have Ottinger, who was a first round pick, who's been basically good since he got in the NHL. Mm. So there's one. Let's talk about the other three. One, Aiden Hill, a team that finished in the bottom five, gave him away for basically free after Vegas had a goaltending injury with Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, we've got Sergei Bobrovsky, a contract that basically was deemed to be completely untradeable three weeks ago. It was they the were worst contract in the NHL three weeks ago. I, I think I it still is. Yeah. Like he, he had, he's, he's, had, he's had eight hot games here against mm-hmm. Toronto and Boston. Good for him. He had, he's had eight hot games. Good for him. But if it, that contract was on waivers, I still don't think it's getting claimed, even after these eight hot games, right? Yeah. Absolutely. How could it? And then the other one is the combination of Antti Ranta and Frederick Anderson, who were basically regularly injured guys that their teams didn't want to bring back. That being among the reasons why, like, mm-hmm. so, like it just you, you can just hope for a hot run from a goalie and it can get to you to this last four point. And if you're if you get to this last four point and you have McDavid and Drysaddle, you've got a chance. So I think that they're fine to just try to do that again. You, you tinker with the roster a little bit obviously and you try to get better but they're fine Dallas versus the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference final who you got Craig Golden Knights in five wow you're going like that hard wow I, I just I think that Vegas is just doing everything right right now they're firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. give me the Golden Knights in five I am going Dallas in seven Craig I'm going Dallas okay. in seven yeah I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a uh damn sight I, th- I think it's going to be a damn sight different for 
the Vegas Golden Knights when they realize they're up against Ottinger instead of uh, Stuart Skinner. I don't think those quick bursts of three goals in two minutes uh, are going to be available to them. Because the thing about the Vegas Golden Knights, they were down constantly in that series. Constantly in that mm-hmm. Oilers series, but were able to rail off like bunches of goals in in, uh, in quick minutes thanks to, you know, dubious penalties and uh, bad goaltending from the, from the Oilers. So I, I don't think you're going to get that. Uh, I don't think those quick bursts are going to be there from uh, from this Dallas Stars team. So, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that uh, Dallas beats them in seven. Uh, and this is one of the bubble rematches that we've got from uh, yep. from back in the day. The, the NBA has got all four of their bubble matchups back for the conference finals. So yeah, three out of four were, were, were bubbles, and the only one that – didn't were the two teams that couldn't actually play each other that year in the finals in the bubble because of the way the divisions were aligned, I believe. Um, uh, remember the bubble didn't have divisions. They kind of messed it all up because of, it was just, uh, the yeah. The yeah. following year was the division. Anyway, neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, Carolina Panthers move on. They beat the Devils. Uh, I don't have much to say on the Devils postmortem other than uh, just kind of onward and upward for them, right? Just maybe kind of, they got to decide if it's going to be uh, Akira Schmid or Schmid or however you pronounce that or whoever. And they, they just got to solidify uh, who's in net for them, right? Other than that, that's that's uh, that's yeah. that's a team of the future, right there, the Devils. If the Jets decide it's time to have a Connor Hellebuck conversation this summer, mm-hmm. isn't this the spot? That would be the move. I mean, I would hate that, because uh, you know. But uh, yeah, that's that's. I mean, the Devils should Wait, why, absolutely why, why, think about doing why it. Why is that bad? I don't understand. I don't care why for the Devils. I don't care for the Devils. Oh. <laughs> right. um, uh, that's mostly because of a certain I, hockey writer who can't let 2001 go, though. But uh, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, no, but I think that's But, yeah, this is spot. definitely the spot. Yeah. Now, I don't know if Winnipeg's going to do that. I think the Winnipeg team is going to look a lot different mm-hmm. in six weeks than it does right now. But... Yeah, I don't know if Winnipeg's going to do that. But if they do, I think that New Jersey would be able to put together a real nice package, even though they can't trade their 2024 first and they don't have a 23 first. But I would suspect that uh, that th- that's going to be a team that calls. And the Devils still got some big-time prospects, so there's that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're just team of the future. They're like I, of, of the teams uh, that have been eliminated this year, that that's the one that should be like, hey, that's pretty awesome what we just did. We eliminated our biggest rival in their building on... Uh, as you know, it was in our building. I keep forgetting that they were the higher seed. Um, it, you know, they beat them in seven after they were down 2-0 and whatnot. Came back and, and looked good. And then uh, kind of biffed it against Carolina. But either way, so, yeah, like that's a very good start, I think, if you're the new of the, this new era for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, before we move on to, <laughs> to your Leafs, uh, let's just talk about uh, Florida... Carolina, Eastern Conference Finals, who you got? Because I think we're going to spend a bit more time in the Leafs, and I might forget to double back to <laughs> predicting this series. Who you got, Craig? I'm taking the Hurricanes in... I'm going to say five. Nice. That's exactly what I had, to. Hurricanes in five. Now, I believe I picked Boston in four, and I believe I picked... No, I had Boston in five, and then I definitely had Leafs in four, uh, which I was... Yeah, I did have Leafs in four, which, you know, was bold at the time. And I was, uh, you know. Well, but... I believe I said on that podcast, what if Bobrovsky puts up an eight, a 940 in this series? Yeah. You know, 
that that is on the table here. Guess what? He didn't put up a 940 in the series, Pierce. He oh, put up God. a 952. No. Oh, 950. God. I remember I remember texting you and I said I, I think I said something like what Poprowski just did, you guys, is worse than what Grubauer did at the Avalanche. Not as personal, but definitely worse. Because like, ugh, so bad. Uh, but yeah, we'll get. To, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Carolina in five as they well. They had cause... to bench this guy the last three weeks of the season because they needed to win every game. And they wanted a playoff spot. Yeah, if, the if... very same goaltender that that did that that got benched. What's up in 952? Yeah. What would, what would have been of this guy if Spencer Knight wasn't in the player assistance program right now? What would become? It's gross. Well, and here's, yeah. here's the other thing that people talk. Oh, wow. Florida made this big, bold move in the offseason when they got Kachuk. And they traded two core pieces to get Kachuk. And, and, mm-hmm. and now look at them. How are we talking about this Florida team if the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the Chicago Blackhawks in a random yeah. game in April? Uh, How does that what, what, conversation sound right now? Uh, yeah, All what's his talking, face urinating like, tree they, on Twitter? Or... Look, they, they were dangerously close to handing Montreal a bunch of Connor Bedard ping pong balls. Like, that's mm. how the season looked like it was going to go until about the beginning of March. And then yeah. they got they went on a heater. Um, no, they're on a heater. Good for them. They beat the Leafs. They beat Boston. Good for them. Uh, but let's not pretend as though everything went A-OK in according to plan for the Panthers this year. Yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, weirdly, I believe more in this team than I did last year when they won the President's Trophy, that President's Trophy team they had, like, winning team they had last year was so fake, and it was so, like, it was obvious that they were a paper tiger or a paper panther in this uh, case, and, uh, boy, Tampa Bay sure showed them that in the second round last year after they barely squeaked by a old and crappy Washington team that quite frankly should have beat them in the first round, but blew a couple of games. Uh, yeah, I just think the, like the only thing that, um, they're, cause they're not going to be able to kind of bully. Of course, I didn't think they'd be able to bully Boston, but they kind of did bully Boston for, uh, for the last to, to me, three of the, the games there. The, the, the hurricanes have a deeper team where you, they can punish you with a little bit of skill on the four check. And I think mm-hmm. that Florida, is going to have a hard time with some of their defense pairings up against that. Yeah, that's what I sure. think. Brent Burns is and, locked in right now too. And, yeah, and, and is Bobrovsky yeah. going to like? I would be more prepared for Bobrovsky to do eight fifty two than do nine fifty two again. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, either one of the goaltending in this uh, in this series could uh, really go could really pumpkin fast, right? Like, um. But if, 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 if it's a series where no one can stop anything, I like Carolina's end of it better. Now, the, yeah. the, the Panthers, to be fair, not a typical eight seed. I said, oh, they were fighting for their playoff lives in here, for which they were. But that was because they were, A, unlucky, and B, goaltending was holding them back, right? Like, yeah. this team is good. Like, there's a, they've got a bunch of good players. Got a, their forward depth is extremely good. But I just think that Carolina is, is a lot – is better defensively. Um, and that's and this was missing five guys too, and the Carolina's missing like three significant guys. This is crazy. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But now they're gonna get Tara Vine, and it looks like they're gonna get him back. Mm-hmm. Maybe not right at the start. Of the- looks like he's gonna be back. Yeah. But yeah, so we're both. So uh, you say Vegas in five. I'm going Dallas in seven, and then we both said Carolina in five. So we'll uh, see how that goes. Now here we go. Let's get to it. You've been waiting to hear us. The Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, last time we convened for this podcast uh, to do our round two predictions and our round one uh, postmortem for my avalanche, 
I believe we, we much like the rest of uh, the hockey uh, verse, uh, especially around uh, the southern Ontario parts, believe that, well, the Leafs had kind of slayed that first round demon. They were on their way to probably beating Florida. It didn't end up happening that way. But I, I just, if, if they were going to lose to Florida, I didn't have it going down the way it did where they drop down to where they get the, 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 the gentleman sweep where they get down three, nothing yeah. win one and then come back to Toronto and blah. It just, it, it was insane that in 10 days they managed to, well, it was probably more than that. Cause there were some weird four day gaps between some of the games. Don't know why. Um, yeah, I, I just I could not fathom the Leafs would Leafs would lose the uh, the Florida series in a way that would basically erase the the Tampa victory and we're right or the, the Tampa series win and we're right back to, uh, you know we're right back to DefCon five here or whatever that saying is because uh, the Leafs <laughs> no, look I, like I they got to like, start doing stuff here in the off season. I just don't know what they want. They want the Leafs to do, like. Is, is the plan really going to be trade Marner for 50 cents on the dollar? Is that what we're going to do? I, well, I don't think they can get, well. Mitch Marner, by the way, in the, fir- in the, in the first two rounds, seventh in scoring amongst all players. Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm okay for, hey, let's look around and see what we can do to shake things up. That's fine. That makes all the sense in the world to me. That's more than okay. But I think the odds of them finding a deal that makes sense are pretty low. Mm-hmm. I think there is something to be said for, hey, we don't know if we can do the Nylander thing. Like, Nylander's going to want some term after this year, so let's trade him now while you get something for him and you can find something that can help you in 2024 in exchange for him. I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, the Marner thing, though, that's, that's again, I'm not saying you can't do it. All I'm saying is the odds of you getting full value back on a pretty low, so it may be tough to do. And I just don't know if we have to go through a thing where, oh, yeah, let's blow up the entire team after they lost a second-round series where they had 54% of the expected goals. You know? Like, it, it wasn't a situation where, oh, man, they just couldn't handle what the Panthers were bringing. Like, they, they, were, they were fine. Like, they, they got out goaltending. Like, their goaltending was, was fine, was decent. Was, in fact, I can say it was good for the most part, other than other than maybe game uh, game two. But... Florida, uh, but the Florida's was just phenomenal. So I, I get it. it. It's, it sucks. It's not fun, but I just don't think you're doing 50 cents on the dollar trades because of a series like that. I'm not saying you can't trade anyone. I just think it's unlikely you're going to be able to do that and get decent value for it. No, they, they have to trade one of those four guys. And it, it, it's, it, I mean, they can't use... the one you're probably not going to be able to sign anyway. You know? Yeah, it's it's like well, let's go through. Uh, well, I just we'll, we'll double back to who they'll possibly trade. I just want to talk about um, if the Leafs had of the problem is they can't use. They did get goalied in this series. Let's call it what it is. They got goalied against Florida, but unfortunately, that excuse is no longer. If you want to call it an excuse or whatever, that can no longer be. It's it's just no longer an option for this era of the Leafs. Like you just it, the the way it's gone. Like let's say that like the bubble year was the or not the bubble year that the the COVID year was the was the big one, right? You were in the all Canadian league. The other six Canadian teams were hot garbage. Uh, you know, with the exception of like Edmonton, 
you know, had had their two guys and were good. But it, it, compared to what the Leafs were were trotting out there that year, it was hot garbage. You made the Foligno deal, you had which unfortunately backfired because he had the back injury. But it was it was you know to to bolster the run. You blow the three one lead against uh, Montreal, specifically in that game six where they they peppered them in the overtime, and because like that like if the Leafs had scored in that game six, they would have decimated the Jets the same way. Uh, the Habs decimated the Jets because the Jets and were fraudulent, right? And then they were in the conference right? finals, and then we're not even having this conversation. Right? Exactly, like, right? Second yeah. line, they got a goal. No one yeah. cares. Yeah, so that's that's the real big one, right? That's the real big one is that, you know, if, you, if you'd if have got there, you would have been against Tampa. You probably would have lost to Tampa in six or seven as is often, and Tampa would have went on for back-to-back cups. Um, that's likely the, 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 the way that would have, you know, gone down. But... Yeah, we're, we're not having these conversations if you have just one conference finals run or whatever, which is why I think like what the Oilers did last year, despite the fact they got uh, into, despite the fact they got swept by the Avalanche, that's that's going to keep them going for a while, right? Is that they were like, well, we've done it, and we keep improving this, this you know, if we keep improving this core, we, we just got to bust through, right? And that just, it hasn't happened for, for the Leafs, unfortunately. Some of it's their own doing. Some of it's been, they got goaltended a bunch of times, and it's just the, the goaltending, excuses it's just not gonna fly this year and they're gonna have to trade somebody and if if, if we're gonna rank it um it's got to be one of these the guys that are being referred to as the core four around these uh things now you can't move Tavares, so that's completely off the table um i mean i guess there's scenarios where you can uh trade matthews but i just don't see not that when being come out, not when he comes out the day smart. after the season ends and saying yeah i want to restart like, yeah the scenarios trade matthews also include you not being able to sign Matthews. And yeah, that doesn't seem to be... It, and also, it just doesn't make sense. You don't trade that guy. You, that, that's not the guy you trade, period. So then we get down to Marner and Nylander, and um, most people have Marner out the door because Marner seems to be the guy that, you know, your your, your uncle Leafs fan kind of hates out of everybody, right? Um so you know they've got they've got Marner one foot out the door, but I mean like Marner's got a no trade that kicks in on July first, so they basically are going to have like a seven to ten day window to find the best possible deal for Mitch Marner, which brings up the sixty cents on the dollar thing that you were talking about earlier. So I just don't have it as um, Marner's going to be the guy. So for me, I'm 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 staring at Nylander there, and it looks like Nylander's going to be the guy. And, and then... Nylander's not necessarily trading selling low, no. just because. He had a really good series. Yeah, he's the only guy who's consistent of those of the core four. He's consistently showed up in the playoffs for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, yeah, I will say this uh, about Tavares is you know the series that you're talking about where things got real out of hand and real ugly. The Montreal series, he played yeah. three minutes series. Yeah, and then and one of the, the flukiest like, season or season ending injuries ever. Had, right? He had four goals. In the, he had four goals in the Tampa Bay series mm-hmm. last year. And this year, he had a hat trick in one game, and he had the overtime winner that won the series in another. So yeah. I, I, I know that people want to get on them for, oh, not playing well in the playoffs. Tavares hit three posts, I think, in the Florida series. And, mm-hmm. like, again, I, I get the need to make change, but yeah. I don't know if 
that's necessarily where you go. Plus, even asking to waive the no move, I think, is a disaster. So anyway, that, oh, that's such to... a damaging... You, you, you completely damage that relationship. Oh, no, and the entire situation is fucked. So don't even ask. Don't even ask. No, it's all stupid. Uh, Especially after, like, Pajama Boy Gate or whatever the whatever yeah, the, the hell it was. Well, right? A, there were sheets. And B, like, who cared? Like, he, he wanted to play with the Leafs, and then he was brave yeah. and he did. Like, yeah, Bet Sheets Boy doesn't roll only, off the tongue as well. There's only one group of people in the planet that wants to cry about that. They all live on Long Island. And fuck <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> But like everyone else, like, oh, yeah, this this guy had the only time in his life where he could choose where he plies his professional trade. The mm-hmm. only time in his entire adult life that he will ever get this opportunity. And he choose, chose to do it in his hometown. What a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. And like and like I said, Bet Sheets Boy just doesn't really roll off the tongue as well as Pajama no. Boy, even <laughs> though that's inaccurate. <laughs> and like Islander fans still bitching about that. Like, it's so, it's so fucked. Anyway, <laughs> like, to, anyway, I, I just, he, like, Nylander played well. You're not selling low. I think he's the guy if you have to do something. And I think you can go get some stuff for him. So I don't know what it would be. Like, do you, like, if, is there someone you really like in this draft with a team that um, has kind of a. Oh, you think a, it's for picks? In the, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying you should do it for picks. All I'm saying is is there a team that has a, a pick somewhere in the low teens that things that they're a Nylander away from being able to do something? Is there a conversation to be had with the Calgary Flames who struggled like hell to score goals this year? Mm-hmm. Is Ooh, there a you conversation? Want back from the Flames? Lay that one on um, me. You don't have to give me the full well, scope, but what, what really, do you think the main pieces would be? If they really want to redo their group, they've got a bunch of guys who are free agents next in the summer of 2024 as well as is Nylander so is there a situation here where you can make a trade of two guys who are about to expire and maybe you feel more comfortable than the other team as far as extending that particular player if you're the Leafs how do you feel about Elias Lindholm Ooh, yeah I've had my eye on him for the avalanche for a while so yeah maybe I'd love so he's to only got Elias a year left Nylander much like Nylander mm-hmm. he has only he only has a year left and they're like mm-hmm. Nylander's a little younger so maybe you get something else back with them. But, like, is there a conversation to be had there? If you're the Leafs and you look at guys who are free agents, not this summer, but the summer after, um, maybe there's a conversation about Tyler Toffoli and some stuff. Again, I don't love that. But yeah, that, I'm not big on Toffoli. Yeah. So, you, yeah, the, the and some stuff is the big is the big part True. of that, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, may, may, like, but Lindholm, and I, I know that some Calgary fans are saying, well, you know, what are the Flames going to do at center if, if Lindholm gets traded and he's the guy that goes? Like, if your, your centers are, are Calgary and back. True. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, it's, you know, and, and then you have, you have other things you'll be able to hypothetically do this summer beyond that. But you'll, like, th- this is just me spitballing here. And yep. then you and I have talked about the Elander to Colorado situation. There's something to be yep. said for that. And we talk, we talk about like, uh, is Colorado going to be ready to back up the Brinks truck for Devin Taves? Like maybe I don't know. But I don't think. Got I don't think. I don't think they can. I mean, maybe they can now with this weird Landis Cog thing. But I, I had it in my, I've had it in my head for a while that uh, when Devin Taves is up, it's, it's he, he's gone, right? Because he's going to be a guy who commands like nine million a year probably with the the type of defense he's been playing, right? So the right. Leafs got, got so a better a chance Taves, to extend him there than there the Avs do. Is there yeah. a Taves-Elander deal? 
Yeah, right. or yeah, I think yeah. Is it is it Taves or or would you rather have Byram than? Uh, well, there's some that, risk with Byram, but the rewards the rewards also higher. So and yeah, the, yeah, because that that's a floor ceiling thing, and obviously the young and the and the the, the younger and the term and whatnot, it, you'd, you'd have to get them extended to a deal and whatnot, uh, and the deal you would sign them to wouldn't have to be massive because it would be his first post rookie contract deal, right? So. Yeah, but that's, there's that's the, interesting. But there's but, the risk with the like, concussions. Colorado and needs both. more guys who can put the puck in net, though. Yeah, like, based on the injuries. Even, <laughs> and, yeah. even in a world where Landis Cog was healthy for this coming season, Colorado would still need more guys who can put the puck in net. True, yeah. I mean, they, they wouldn't need necessarily a Willie Nylander <laughs> if Landis Cog was still healthy, but uh, now they, they for sure do need a guy like Willie Nylander the way, the way it's going. And, which... you know, we talked about it after Colorado got eliminated. Like, when yeah. McKinnon, Rantanen, and Lekkinen were on the mm-hmm. ice... Yeah, they were great. They were absolutely yeah. hammering the crowd. And Lekkinen was playing with a broken toe and whatnot. <laughs> he was playing with a broken yeah. foot. Was, God, what it, a but when those three guys were not on mm-hmm. the ice, and couldn't get any. Colorado going. was just getting, they, they, yeah. they just they had nothing happen. Nothing. Well, happened. they were yeah, they, just they, missing their they, entire second line. Right, no way to recover from that. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that that I think is something that maybe both teams would at least have a conversation about, like. Yeah. Colorado may want to make that Gerard instead of Dave's. I'd think that the Leafs would want a lot more stuff if that was going to happen. So that would be the th- yeah. That would be the thing. It would be if if it's Byram, it would be like Willie and stuff, and for like Byram or Taves, and then the stuff would be relatively e- and then the stuff they got back would be relatively equal. If the Habs talked them down to Gerard, then it's Nylander for Gerard oh, and stuff. a lot of stuff <laughs> and a lot of stuff. And yeah, and you know what? I wouldn't mind that if it if it was Gerard and a lot of stuff because the Avs are in a scenario where it's like f them picks, man. <laughs> they're they're in they're in f them picks part of the uh, part of the thing, right? Let's win now, but I can't I can't see uh, the if that were to come fruition where it was Nylander heading to Colorado. I I don't think Toronto is going to take Gerard and then a lot of stuff. That doesn't make sense to me. If if I'm the Leafs, I, I'd want to get Taves or Byram, a guy who can help you. And like Taves has solved so many things for the Leafs, right? Like just so many things. Just a smart puck moving defenseman that stays at home and whatnot, yeah. and, and chips and in with Morgan goals. Riley, we haven't talked about this yet. Morgan yeah. Riley had a phenomenal playoffs. Oh, he, he was, was he was he was the best player in the playoffs for you guys, wasn't he? I, I think he was. He was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can get a guy that like so you know Taves is on your first pairing and put him with Brody or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then your second pairing is, pairing is is the version of Morgan Riley and Luke Shen that we just got. And man, yeah. Luke Shen was phenomenal too. Yeah, he and then got some like, great minutes. Then all of a sudden you're like really cooking with gas there. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. Like there 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 might be a match between those two teams. The moral of the story is I think if you were looking to get stuff to help you in 2024, you can do that by trading William Nylander. You're so sure. and, and, again, and this hasn't just been speculated like. You know, Jeff Merrick was throwing out that these two teams should probably hook up on his, you know, nationally yeah. syndicated show and po- and podcast, right? So, that's so, uh, yeah, I, I think that there's definitely something to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it's not I, it's not that I think Nylander is bad and has to go. The guy scored 40 goals this year. He was no, one of their better. The Leafs have to maybe shake it up in some the, fashion. Yeah, it's a matter of you. You may have just have to do something, and this might be yeah. the something. And it makes sense for him to be the something. For two reasons. One, mm-hmm. uh, you lose, like, with Nylander, 
there's some significant questions, obviously, about how well he's going to play in his own zone in certain situations. Marner lifts you up in your own zone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's like he's nominated for the Selkie Trophy. Like yeah. I don't know if he necessarily deserved the nomination. Was he one of the three best defensive forwards in the NHL? I don't know, but he's very good at that. He's a great penalty killer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just seems like I, is he? It's you, you'd be more in tune. Yeah, you'd be more in tune to this than me. Obviously, I think I think it'd be harder to replace Marner. But does it not seem like your like quote unquote uncle, like like your uncle Leafs fan? Doesn't it seem like that guy hates Marner? Like, is Marner more hated than Nylander? Because Nylander was there for a while because of the contract holdout, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's what I will say: in the city in which I live, it is mm-hmm. hard to get your finger on the pulse on that. Fair, yeah. You're a little further south, so you're closer to well, more it's not like, that I'm... Wings fans, right? Well, no, 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 no. It's because Mitch Marner won a Memorial Cup and was perhaps... Oh, right, player. yeah, good point, yeah. He was, what a nice like, If you look at his career as a knight, it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to argue. He's the best, like, his career as a London knight is the best career as a knight anyone's ever had. Yeah. I think that's a pretty easy argument to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this city, the feelings on Mitch Marner in this city are different than in most places, is what I will say to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. What do you let's talk about? Um, Sheldon Keefe, he's probably gone, right? Regardless of whether Dubis is. Yeah, if, if, if we're doing changes, that's mm-hmm. got to be one of the. Yeah, even right? if Dubis resigns and he is Dubis's boy, and or Dubis is, uh, yeah, he, he's Dubis's boy. It, it just, the, especially the way and Keefe, he, he like he didn't start dropping f-bombs or anything but he was kind of dropping truth bombs a little bit in that uh in, in that um uh post game after the game five um you know where he was saying yeah you, you know it, it's just not stuff you say when you know you're coming back next year <laughs> right it, 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 like uh yeah like he had the one line where he was like yeah well we lost the game we, we lost the series in the first two games and you know certain guys didn't show up and what are you gonna do stuff like that. i'm like you just don't say that if you're coming back um, yeah. So I, 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 I think, and, and here's the thing, there are some things to like, sometimes you fire the coach just for the sake of firing the coach in this mm-hmm. situation. He did some things from a deployment perspective and from a roster management perspective that very clearly, um, the Justin Hall stuff was just unconscionable. The Hall I didn't stuff understand that at all. Was not like scratching bunting for game five against Tampa Bay. Didn't make any sense. No, I knew yeah. the, the don't change a winning lineup thing. I hate that. Play your best guys. Yeah. Yeah. Play your best that was, guys. That was shady so I didn't too. Understand I didn't understand that. Bunting. Like he did some things that I like, but I like I, I think it's fair to say, hey, maybe someone who has That's a guy I hope the Avs sign in the offseason bunting. Boy, that's a guy we could use in our bottom six for sure. Well, here's the thing with bunting is and I said this online too, I think I said it to you. Um well, just quickly on keep before bunting. Um yeah. I think that the Leafs um, may just, and I don't know who it would be, but a, just a different voice and maybe someone with some credibility as far as, hey, I've done deep playoff runs before or something along that. Bruce those Boudreau, lines. Just, Craig? Are you thinking Bruce Boudreau? I would love it, but I know, I just don't think it would happen, but that would sounds great to me. Mm-hmm. Not that he's got, like, he, he's got a checkered Game 7 history. Fair. There's no way around that. But... <laughs> I would love it from the perspective of I love the style of hockey that he coaches, and I think that he would be able to get a lot out of the star players that are on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would love to watch, like, uh, I watch, you know, uh, all close to, if not all, 82 Leaf games plus playoffs every year. It would be a very enjoyable watch. 
with the yeah. style he coaches if he were to coach. No question about that. Uh, as for um, bunting, as for bunting, uh, I think that it's best for him and best for the team if there is a breakup here. My reason being, um, Michael Bunting is officiated differently because of what sort of talk he generates in the media. He is officiated differently because of this. Mm-hmm. It's a situation where referees always have their eye on him. They don't want to be talked about as far as a referee that had a dealings with Bunting, whatever it happens to be. Uh, I think for the sake of Michael Bunting, the less famous he is, the less talked about he is on the national networks, the better off he's going to be. There is, of the 32 teams that play in the National Hockey League, he plays for the worst possible one when it comes to being under the radar. Yeah. I think he needs to be a little more on the radar, not because he can't handle the Toronto pressure, just because he is becoming officiated differently because of who he is. And like, I will say this, I think that some of the stuff that Kadri pulled in Toronto was the same vibe. I followed him to Colorado for a little bit, but now it seems to have escaped. He's gone for Toronto for long, gone for Toronto for long enough. Um, but I think it's for the best for Bunting to, to, to head elsewhere. I think that's what's best for him. And I mm. think that someone in his is probably telling him, hey, man, A, I don't know if the Leafs are prepared to offer him big money, bring him back. And B, it might just be best for him to be on his way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a guy I think. I'm hoping the Avs kind of get get that. Um, Kerfoot's not going to be back next year, I don't think. Uh Ryan O'Reilly, I guess, is the big one. The way O'Reilly was talking in the in the uh, the, the locker cleanout day, that that really sounded like he's headed back to St. Louis. I've thought that the entire time that this. Uh, yeah, I I don't know if that's the vibe I got. I think that he'll like. He's I heading to he's, free agency. That's for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he, he, yeah. Well, see what's out there. There's there's yeah. no question after me. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm not. Uh, like he talks so much about, you know, wanted to, you know, playing at home and liking that and his, his uh, grandmother being able to watch the games. Uh, mm-hmm. but, like, but I don't know. Like this is a situation where if he signs for what the market will bear for him this summer, I don't yeah. know if I want that deal necessarily. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? Is he still a guy that can get five or six, right? Like he's yeah, not so if he, if like... he's signing it. If he's signing a deal where the, the, the cap hit starts with the six, mm-hmm. like, Thank you for your service. It was cool to have you on the team for a bit, but I'm I'm cool with you kind of moving on here. Um, if he's willing to cut some money off to stay with the Leafs, that's a different conversation. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I just I just don't think that's going to be there. I don't think he enjoyed the the, the way it kind of went down and uh, you know with the media and whatnot, especially after you play. I just I've always had it in my head. Wait, wait, that wait, wait, what part did he not enjoy? Sorry, like um... just just the Toronto media. Just oh, in general, well, maybe. I, yeah, I guess we'll see. Maybe. I'm like, I'm sure he enjoyed the endorsements and stuff because he he yeah. certainly helped he himself to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure I'm sure he enjoyed that, but yeah, I just because I mean, like, Leaf fans were always like, I mean, you know, whether or not they were in the intelligent side of Leaf fans or or again your uncle's Leaf fan, um, where. You know, it was just like, oh, Ryan O'Reilly, he's going to take the hometown discount. Like a lot of people were thinking he was coming back on the uh, on the Mark Giordano tip, and I was like, yeah, that's yeah, no, I don't not happening. Thought, right? like, thought he'd, he'd, he'd cut some cash off, but yeah, you know, we'll play see. for they're, two they're, mil they're, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I would sign him for four years. I mean, yeah. uh, four by four, no problem. The four but, by four. Is, I suspect, yeah. 
I suspect for, that he's going to be have more money than that available to him. Yeah, I just think so. I, and like I said, I, in my head, I, like the second that trade was made, just because obviously I, I'm somewhat familiar with the St. Louis Blues, considering we play them, uh, you know, 80 times a year. Um, I'm just like, Ryan O'Reilly is going to go. I, I really thought he was going to go win a cup with the Leafs and then we're right back on St. Louis the next year. I just, I, for, I just see them go. I just see St. Louis doing that being like, okay, we got these pieces from the Leafs. Let's use those to kind of retool. And then O'Reilly will come back to us and we'll just kind of be right where we were. Uh, yeah. There was some ago. reporting that don't necessarily consider that to be a, a sure thing around the time. Just sort of, cause they obviously would have had contract extension talks around the time before he was moved, right? And there, there would have been some space between them. So I don't know. We'll see. Like, we'll see. Maybe, maybe it does. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I'm going to necessarily take that as a, as a sure thing. But I, I'd be surprised Fair. if he signs Fair. before. Oh, not necessarily before July first, because I think that uh, mm-hmm. you, you may have heard this before. But sometimes when it gets close to July first, uh, guys are able to find out what contract offers may arrive on their doorstep mm-hmm. on July first. Tamper, Craig? They, how dare you? How very dare you? Sometimes they <laughs> cut that on June 24. I know it sounds crazy, but they do. Yeah. So it'd be around then if he resigns before July first. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's definitely gonna test the market. So, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, let's move up uh, the, the chain of command there to Kyle Dubas. And boy, I gotta tell you, my boy sounded burned out there on. Uh, on yeah, Tuesday he didn't sound good. Yeah, that 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 sounded like uh, I just <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Or I need some time off. When he when he said to his family, you know, he's like, my family and I gotta have a big talk about this. I'm just like, oh boy, uh, that that sounds like a man who needs needs a break, needs a break, and and might. I don't know. What did you What did you think about that? I think he might need a break. Yeah, and if he <laughs> I hope that I hope that he's back. I do. I think he's a good general manager, and I, don't I understand why think he's a great general manager. I, I, I think no, he's, he's good. Yeah, I, I, I the Avs yeah, tried I, to I poach didn't... him for God's sake. Which five dead. years that was ago, what, or that, whatever. That so, was what yeah. the, the Avs trying to poach him is what why Kyle Dubas became general manager of the Leafs. The plan was for Lula Morello to stick around for another year, but when mm-hmm. Colorado said oh, we hire this guy, I suspect that Shanahan and the board made a deal with him. Like, okay, if you don't take this job, you're the GM a year from now. So that mm-hmm. I suspect how it went down, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, and he would not be out of work. Like he said, he didn't want to go anywhere else this summer, which I, I, I take his, his word of face value there. But if he yeah. didn't want to be out of work, he would not be out of work for very long, is what no. I would say about him. So. Absolutely not. Um, the abs are hiring in the uh, in the freaking analytics department. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, I, I know. That might be a little below his pay grade. If I'm being I honest, know. But, uh, well, you can lie. You can uh, lie. It's yeah, like like uh, in Casino when uh, when Robert De Niro kept changing jobs or whatever, but he was still running the casino. He was like, I was the beverage consultant or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you can always you can always turn around. That's like true. That. Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I just I, I hope he's back. If mm-hmm. he's not, I don't know what they'll do. Like Eric Tulski from the Hurricanes would be kind of my dream hire. Yeah, um, a lot I don't of people. He's the he's the big sexy uh, GM hiring this year for sure. That everybody's uh, yeah. Everybody's so we'll at. we'll see what like, and hey, maybe it's the Pittsburgh job and it's a non-option. I don't know, but uh, the Hurricanes have a good operation. Tulski obviously is one of the original voices in the hockey SAS community, and I think it. But I don't know. I, I think the Leafs are going to go with a quote-unquote hockey man if it's not Dubas, just because it, you know if you've it done one thing. your uncle fan, your uncle Leafs fan. I keep yeah, talking uh, about. Yeah. Yeah. So, Do they go we'll back see. down the Hunter? <laughs> Do they, they go back down the Hunter route for? <laughs> Yeah. Ugh, that'd be terrible. But it'll be someone Hunter or Jace, I'm sure. Um, 
Yeah, I I don't know. It's just weird because like, like I, you know, there were some weird things there saying that you know there, there, there's some 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 new patterns there from from Dubis during the playoffs where I was just like, oh boy, this man is fired up, right? Like like the the yelling at the. Uh, the Tampa fans and the, you know, the, the water bottle chucking and stuff, all of which I'm fine with. I'm just saying, like, this is not a man who's, who's not, you know, he's, there's not a lot he's of rope left. Yeah, he's feeling it yeah, for sure. It's, it's, yeah. it's an intense job. Yeah, and I don't blame, I, I don't want to say I blame him one iota, and I love that sort of stuff, like him barking at the at yep. the Tampa fans and whatnot. Yeah. I loved all of that. So that's something about Morgan Riley, and he decided to go back at him. That's what he said. That's great. I've got, I, I like that. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, um, I just, I, I think to myself that this, like, it, I, I think he's back. I think he'll mm. say that he's going to come back, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what about Shanahan, who has uh, been mysteriously absent during this whole thing? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. No idea about that. Um, is this one of those scenarios where, uh, I mean, could you bring in Tulsi and then kick, uh, Dubas up to president? Or something like that, or, or something adjacent to that. Yeah, but I, I don't know. If, is is the board going to let him hire a guy like that? I, I I don't know. Maybe they would want him to hire someone who's got sort of more experience. I, I have no idea. Fair. That that's yeah. great to me. I just don't know if that's something the MLSC board is going to go for. All right. Well, well, let's say it's it's a, a hockey guy as the GM, like we were we had uh, pontificated earlier. Uh, and would they st- would you still be okay kicking Dubas up to the president, and then I don't know what becomes of Shanahan. Yeah, I don't know what happens to him. Do you think that's an do you think that's an, an option of something that might happen or it's got to be on the table a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I I would be 0% surprised if Shanahan wasn't back. Yeah. Okay. Um so uh it sounds like you're thinking uh Keith gone, Dubis probably back and then Shanahan probably gone. So uh, of those guys. Uh, I don't even know if I I don't want to say probably. I would just have no idea how to handicap that. Fair. Uh, so, uh, so for those guys, if I had to give you one and a half, uh, of those guys is gone, would you go over or under? Of Dubis, Keith, Shanahan? Dubis, Keith, Shanahan, yeah. I say the under, I say one's gone, it's Keith. Okay. All right. Um, what about same for the, for the core four or under one and a half? Under. Under, yeah. And do you think it's Nylander or Marner that gets traded? Nylander. Yeah, I think so, too. God, everybody's predicting uh, Marner, though. Uh, I, I agree with you, though. I think it's Nylander. Um, anything else you want to discuss about the lease before we move on to a different topic? Mm, not really. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Um, Arizona, the city of Tempe... Uh, voted uh, borderline unanimously to not uh, use taxpayer dollars to build a to, to fund a stadium for a team that uh, very few people want to watch play hockey anyway. Uh, so it looks like we uh, it, it looks like we got um, basically about 365 more days of uh, Arizona Coyotes hockey before they end up somewhere. This uh, it, yeah, it just looks like it's going to be uh, one more. 
one more year in Arizona, and then we're 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 keeping on, keeping on, and then all of a sudden it's going to be a, a bevy of cities that are going to be fighting for that. It looks like sounds like it's going to be between Kansas City and Utah, though. What do you what do you make of the the that, that Coyote stuff, Craig? Uh, it, it, they're going to stay there for another year, according to the league. Um, if to mm-hmm. me. The PA should be furious about this, and I suspect they are because now you've got guys playing there and like, oh, yeah, I know I'm moving in a year. I don't know where. Like, it's just – it's very stupid. Horrific, horrific for, for the guys on in, in that regard. <laughs> um, uh, and, and plus, like, obviously this is – it's a freaking – it's a HRR black hole, Arizona is. And yeah. HRR is what is salary cap. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just – it's been f- – absolutely fucked from the get-go this whole Arizona thing I'm like I know they've had the odd run to the conference finals and once in a while but it's just been absolutely fucked and here's the thing if I'm (laughs) obviously as a a guy who used to cheer for the Quebec Nordiques I've I've been staring at this and 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 I think the likely scenario is they're going to end up in either Kansas City or Salt Lake City. And now that both of those cities know that they have basically 365 days to get their ducks in a row before acquiring a hockey team, that's fine. If I'm a hardcore fan of hockey, and everybody's been posting the fact that Quebec Ramparts games are are, are, uh, almost ritualistically housing uh, close to 19,000 a night, uh, whereas, you know, the Coyotes can't fill Mullet Arena, which is, you know, in, where the Arizona State plays and fits only 5,000 people. Uh, that's the insta money. But here's why you don't want this to happen if you're a Quebec Nordiques fan, or if you're a, a, a Quebec City fan, uh, or a former Nordiques fan hoping that uh, the Nordiques come back. Here's why you don't want them to move. You want Quebec City to finally be an expansion team because we were a nose hair away, Craig, from the Western Conference Finals being the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Seattle Kraken. This Knights roster is, or sorry, this uh, Coyotes roster is a complete farce and shambles, and they are years and years and years and years and years away. It's a total teardown. They're years away from rebuilding and being good. Yeah. Let me counter what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying you'd rather, you know, be, you know, take a guy from all the teams and go from there for expansion. I, I understand that. I understand yeah, because they, they're just setting up the expansion teams with this system, right? There's an argument to be made. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be able to do that or armed already with a series of pretty decent pros, prospects and basically unlimited cap space, not unlimited, but, you know, close to, Plus, two first-round picks this year. Plus four thirds, and you know a bunch of other draft picks. You have four seconds the year after that. Four seconds the year after that. Would you rather have all that draft capital, no long-term contracts on the books other than Keller, and that prospect pool, or would you prefer to have a clean slate? I think there's at least an argument. Mm-hmm. for the prospect pool. Because, look, so you, you, Dylan Gunther's playing in the uh, WHL final for Seattle right now. Looks like a really good prospect. you got Connor Geek. Those are two first-round picks. You've got uh, Logan Cooley, who you haven't signed yet, but he looked like one of the best players in the NCAA, playing a line, on a line with Matthew Nyes, in fact. 
so you've got prospects like that. You've got another high pick coming. And you've got a bunch of second-round picks that you can move to up and down the draft board with. And you have, uh, sorry, you have two in the top 12 this year because you've got Ottawa's, Ottawa's first and the Chikrin thing. So, like, you've got some stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's all right. I, I, I think I'm, I'm just staring at <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights now. Obviously, the, it's just the, the way the NHL has set this system up. You're going to have a team that can basically go to the playoffs instantly if you're... Yes, if you're an expansion team, as opposed to a, uh, especially when you're the 34th team and you get to pick from 33 teams, yeah. right? So, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Like, I, I think, I think it's, a, I think it's an, an interesting argument on both sides. Yeah, I just, I would, I would prefer. I think I would prefer the clean slate and be able to pick, uh, and then you know, I think start I would my... go with the, the I, I would go with the Coyotes assets because the mm-hmm. like, not only do you have all those draft picks, not only do you have the prospects, but like if, if a team has to like sell off guys this summer because they want to do cast base for this, that, or the other thing, you can just get like do what it like in, in this hypothetical universe where the Coyotes are running a full payroll in some other market. You can yeah. just go, like I guess just gave away Max Patch ready for nothing this past mm-hmm. winter. Now it didn't work this past summer. It didn't work out because he got hurt, but like you can just get dudes for free if you have a bunch of cap space. So if you were willing to spend eighty three million. And you're, you know, the Kansas City Coyotes. You can get a lot done this offseason, hypothetically. They have, next season, $56 million in committed salary. They have $27 million in cap space. And they don't need a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they've, they've got a bunch of guys signed and still have that $27 million in cap space. So there's, there's some interesting choices ahead, put it that way. What was the name of Kansas City's uh... NHL team? Can- Kansas City's no, the Kansas City Scouts. What was the name of their basketball team that moved? Because their basketball team moved to Sacramento, didn't they? Yeah, was it the so Monarchs? Were they, called, were they were they called the Kansas City Kings? I think it was. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Monarchs would be a dope name though, but then lean into like the butterfly aspect and not like the king aspect of it, right? Oh, like... yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Name yourself the yeah the Kansas City Monarchs or or just pick a. Oh, well, that, that was a New League. Team. Sorry, I'm I'm wrong. That was a New League team. Uh, oh, that's yeah, pretty uh, cool too, though. <laughs> if you uh, go go with it, yeah. Honor they the were they were in team. fact the Kansas City Kings until yeah. Okay, so that's that's no good. So obviously that doesn't work on multiple levels. A, that's a lame name, and B, we've already got a Kings in the NHL, so we don't want to end up with a CFL situation on our hands. Do you think it's going to be uh, Kansas City or Utah? Because uh, Ryan Smith seems I prefer t- Kansas City. Yeah, I want but to go you... somewhere where the NBA isn't. Yeah, I think that's part of the success of Vegas and part of the success of Seattle is the NBA isn't already there for your indoor sport from the fall through the spring. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad idea. Although Utah has all the makings of a of a team that would get right into the sport if they were there. Obviously, it's it's yes, a snowy, now, snowy town, pretty loyal uh, to the to the Jazz, and not a lot else, right? So there's not a ton of competition yeah. there. The rink so. is not what you want. In Utah. No, no, they've already said that, right? And and uh, uh, Ryan's. Yeah, Ryan Smith, who owns the Jazz, has already committed to saying he'll do that, right? I believe so. That's that's a feather in their cap if they're if they're heading to Utah. Um, this was that. I, I I agree with you though. I think I would rather go to Kansas City and then and uh, 
you uh, suggested me in text earlier, and I think this is a great idea by you uh, about making sure that Patrick Mahomes uh, has some Sell sort Mahomes of stake. Share. Yeah, yep. has, has some stake in Ask the team. Him, so right? he's in on this. If he's part of this. You can make him part of the marketing. He obviously mm-hmm. owns that entire city. Can do whatever yeah. he wants. Make him yep. part of it. That's that's what I would do if I was a rich person from Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, and that's. Uh... That's very that that's a great idea. So yeah, I think yeah. So I think that I think the hierarchy of what they're going to do is probably Kansas City, Utah. Actually, I'm going to say that the the NHL probably they're so stupid they would probably end up going to Utah before Kansas City. They're they're so dumb that that's what they would do. Although I don't think Utah's a bad. I don't think no. Utah's I don't think I don't one. think that any of the ones that are proposed are bad. No, they're was. actually yeah they're all pretty good actually. Other than Quebec is clearly the third choice right like they'll they'll go back to yeah back well over, over batman's cold dead body tillman for dita doesn't want to own an mb uh, an nhl team for the price that's been discussed apparently so uh <clears throat> quebec's before i just like and and to me and this is something i think it's lost in the shuffle of, i saw alan walsh tweeting about this today that he wants it to be quebec city um if you are someone who is has financial interest in nhl players making money i.e a player agent like alan walsh is an example yeah. uh want quebec city oh of course that's what you want because you want the instant boost to hockey related revenue that you can count on there's not going to be a hey i wonder how the the season ticket drive in kansas city is going to do for the nhl we're not quite sure that's a non-conversation in quebec city you're going to sell it everything that you sell instantly instantly uh and obviously it's good for the canadian rights holder but i get why from the league's perspective it's not the upside play that makes all the sense in the world to me it's a smaller market than than the other places in the united states we're talking about here as far as the number of people that are there tv rights all this stuff i totally understand from the league's perspective why for them it's not the upside play but as i was saying to some people on twitter they're going to mention oh it's not going to be quebec city again i'm like i'm sure people would have thought that in may of 2012 when things were going off the rails for the thrashers that all of a sudden the league is looking around and thinking hey wait there's only one ownership group with a rank ready to buy this team from us right now it's in winnipeg we don't have a lot of choices here now the league appears to have choices in this situation but all i'm saying is quebec city would have ownership groups many ownership groups they have a rank they'd be ready to go yeah they yeah they're they're the most ready right now out of all the options but right. but uh, like, now I the get, other teams have a year to, year to get their ass I get together right the- Kansas City is sort of what you, you shoot for. Like, uh, not even Kansas City, but well, Houston's obviously a bigger TV market. I understand why that's what mm-hmm. they want to do. I just think that to me, as far as having the atmosphere surrounding the team where the team is the biggest deal in town, you know, from at least, mm-hmm. you know, ja- the end of January onwards, although the Chiefs have been playing until February a lot lately, um, having the team be the biggest deal in town for a significant portion of the season is what you want. So you don't want to go into a market where the NBA is already kind of dominating. And the last two expansion teams, Las Vegas and Seattle, NBA hasn't been there and it's worked out. I think that's something the league should really consider here. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, last thing to talk about, then we'll get out of here. We had a couple of lotteries since we last recorded. Uh, the Blackhawks end up winning the uh, Connor Bedard sweepstakes. And uh, the hockey world rejoiced. Yay. <laughs> it's just a team that should not have absolutely had a, a draft pick available to them. This draft ends up uh, basically having one crappy year uh, in the Taves and Kane era where they trade Kane, get a bunch of assets, let uh, Taves go, 
uh, to free agency this offseason. And uh, now they got Bedard. And uh, nothing short of uh, Connor Bedard pulling an Eric Lindros, and I think we're all hoping he will. But uh, nothing short of that will stop the uh, Chicago Blackhawks from being rewarded for just the systematic abuse uh, of it's, minors for have, several they years. They shouldn't mm-hmm. have had this round pick. No. Like, it's just like, it's as simple if, as it is. If the league is going to take first and second round picks from the Arizona Coyotes, ironically, to bring the conversation full circle, for mm-hmm. work as prospects that went against the CBA, if the league is going to take first round picks for contracts they don't like in the case of the devils uh there was no logical reason why they shouldn't be taking first round picks here so this first round pick that chicago won the lottery with they should never have had yeah simple as that simple as that it's it's a shame and it is what it is it's it's disgusting um this is a situation and and I know I've seen people say, well, you know, this is Kyle Beach, this is a long time ago, blah, 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 which is stupid in and of itself. But let's just drill down as to how stupid this is. This wasn't just Kyle Beach. There was a teenage boy in Michigan who was sexually assaulted because the Chicago Blackhawks essentially gave this guy a recommendation for a job working with kids. Mm-hmm. People forget that part. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part of the whole thing. Like, I get that you know, Kyle Beach is kind of the face of this thing because he was the guy that was victimized and my heart breaks for Kyle Beach. Uh, he was the guy, like, in his career, it cost him his career, it cost him his, a lot of um, personal internal struggle. I couldn't imagine what that would be like. So, and, I, and my heart breaks for Kyle Beach. But the worst part of this was the Blackhawks, hypothetically, could not have known what was going to happen to Kyle Beach. They could have reacted to it better, but they couldn't have known what was going to happen to him until it did. The kid in Michigan, they knew what kind of guy this was, and they just kind of let him loose on a bunch of kids. And then something bad happened like that, that. That's that's the part I think people some want to kind of marginalize and forget with what with what happened there is they just kind of essentially grease the wheels for this guy to be able to go sexually assault a, a kid on a Michigan hockey team. And that's exactly what happened. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like awful. it's it's awful. And, and the fact that. You know, Rocky Wirtz basically at that town hall meeting that they had basically, it, 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 like, in not so many words, basically admitted that him and the entire organization basically fucking learned nothing from this because yeah. they, they, they had, he had the thing where, you know, I, well, um, was it Westhead? It, it, I don't think it was Westhead, but somebody was like, hey, let me ask you about Kyle Beach. And he was like, he was like, we're not talking about Kyle Beach anymore. We, we lost our, yeah. You know, we got fined. I paid my two and a half million dollars. That means it's over. It's over, right? We don't have to talk about Kyle Beach anymore. And it was like, fuck you, dude. Like, honestly, yeah, it was, it was no, so bad. That, yeah, like, what an absolute piece of shit. And now he's got Connor Bedard, and that's just so gross. Ugh. God, I hate it. Uh, what are you going to do, though? It is what it is. Um, NBA, we don't talk NBA this much, but it, it, it was uh, NBA, both the NHL and NBA with, uh, you, you know, th- th- this word gets uh, thrown around so much these days that it's completely lost all meaning, but uh, legitimately generational talents in both the uh, uh, potential generational talents in both the NHL and the NBA. Unfortunately, the Blackhawks go to one. And then, uh, you know, on the, the NBA side, uh, an organization basically the exact opposite of the uh, of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in terms of how they're run, but also a little bit like, ah, oh, come on, these guys again. Uh, the the San Antonio Spurs end up winning the laundry and, the, and are going to end up drafting uh, Victor Wembanyama, who's uh, would you say he's the best prospect since Davis or since LeBron himself, Craig? 
I think since LeBron. Okay. All right. We're going. We're going that far back. I mean, like he's getting Kareem comparisons for God's sake, right? <laughs> like, if, if you look at the handle on this guy, he's seven. Like the handle yeah. he shot on this, he's seven foot four. He's mm-hmm. doing this stuff. Like, he's not. He's not super bulky, but if you have no. this kind of handle, if you have to be, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and obviously the Spurs. Oh uh, man, when the Spurs are bad, they get rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do, yeah. It's so bad. Doug and Robinson, and then the ill-fated 1997 draft for David Robinson, sorry, and then the the you know the ill-fated 97 draft where the Celtics <laughs> lost the lottery three times and ended up not uh, with Tim Duncan, and ah, uh, oh, that one still hurts. And then yeah, there we are. The uh, and Tim Duncan obviously um, legendary became, career. Dave. Yeah. Legendary career, and we'll mm-hmm. see what uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with Victor. But uh, yeah, it, uh, Spurs you know, are back, baby. Spurs are back, yeah. <laughs> and they've got a they've got a ton of optionality as far as how they want to build their team. They've got all those draft mm-hmm. picks from Atlanta. They've got a Raptors first round pick they can use. They've got some cap space. They've got some things they're going to be able to get done. Yeah, do you think the Spurs make the playoffs next year? Yes, I do. I think so too, especially with this weird play. Like, I mean, do you count? Do... Make, do you count making the play in as making the playoffs? I don't think if so. Because do, I don't th- definitely make the playoffs. I just think they're going to be able to go out and get some guys <laughs> yeah. to add to the team. Got you surround Victor with some guys. You've got some picks you can move. Like you're going to have a lot of optionality this offseason that most teams won't. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? You know what? No, I think. We're, uh... I think we got it there. Yeah. All right. So uh, that'll be it for this week. Crossover podcast available at the uh, crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast. Actually, we're not on Facebook anymore. Uh, so scratch that one. Uh, we're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And uh, we're on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher that you might happen to be using. And if you find one that we're not on, uh, hit us up and we'll, uh, uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get us. Uh, we'll make sure we get on that platform that we don't happen to be on. Uh, email is uh, contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com if you have any uh, emails or anything you want to send us forward. Uh, and as always, you do not have to listen, but to, please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, that is it for our sports catch up. Uh, I imagine we'll be back in a couple of weeks once we know who's playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, and then maybe we'll uh, have a bit more clarity on this Leafs. Uh, uh, this Leafs management situation that we can talk about or whatnot. And, uh, you know, there's uh, tons of other things that could happen uh, sports-wise. Hey, maybe maybe my uh, formerly beloved Boston Celtics will have an NBA title that we can uh, uh, talk about. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one, though. Uh, oh, man, Tatum went nuts in that game seven. Good Lord, that, that, that was... Here's what I'll say. That mm-hmm. was the... That may be, if you consider the stakes, if you consider mm-hmm. the efficiency that may be the best playoff game anyone has ever had for the boston celtics and that is saying something that sure is it sure is i i I heard simmons going over it and you know and he was like invoking larry bird and sam jones and i'm like oh wow these those and then paul pierce who of course had the 41 point game seven against uh LeBron, uh, yeah, 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 the Pierce versus LeBron game that uh, took a lot of <laughs> years off my life uh, back when I, I lived and breathed uh, basketball. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. That that was pretty dope, though. That game seven. Um, 
we'll wait and see if that's uh, more of an indictment of what the Celtics are about to do or uh, or what the uh, 76ers uh, are, are kind of about. We'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, that is it. Uh, we will. I don't Before know if it'll go, be a double. Got a tweet to yeah. read you. Yeah, okay. Casey, Coyote, Casey Coyotes has a nice ring to it. NHL, what y'all think? That was from at Patrick Mahomes. Oh! Since, we start, since we've started recording this podcast, he sent that out. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, that is it for this one. Uh, so we may do two podcasts this week. If not, next week I should be back. We're finally going to do it. We haven't done our Guardians of the Galaxy Bottom 3 uh, podcast. I'm still waiting, I think, for some of the guys on the other side to actually go see it because they've just been busy with real-life stuff. It's just it, it happens. But uh, most of the planet has seen it. But at some point, we're going to get you that. Some Sometime within the next uh, week and a week and a half, we're going to get you that Guardians of the Galaxy review, a movie that I very much enjoy. Very much enjoyed. Uh, That is it. Take care, everybody. Craig, thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.